Welcome to another message from the teaching team at Elevation Church Australia. For more information about our church, service times and locations, visit elevationchurch.com.au. Uh, focusing on God, applying spiritual practices of, of prayer, of fasting, of studying God's Word, which is the Bible, and, and most important, listening, because we believe that God has something to speak to each and every one of us about a theme or uh, something that we can center our lives around for the year. Uh, we all know that January can be that great time of reassessment and reflection. We feel like January 1 gives us this catalyst for change in our personal lives. You know, the good old New Year's revolution. Uh, revolutions, sorry. That's like the, that's the Pentecostal way. You know, we don't have New Year's resolutions. We have New Year's revolutions. No, it's the same thing. You've just changed the word. But anyway, we won't go, we won't go there for, the, for a moment. But, you know, we, you know I'm going to lose that weight. I'm going to finish that course. I'm going to develop that relationship. I'm going to try something new. Now, all that's great, but we believe that as we tune our spiritual ears to hear God's voice, He wants to speak to us. It doesn't just happen in January, by the way. So if you're like, oh no, I missed the boat, I'll have to wait till 2022 and when that, when that new year uh, comes around. We encourage this every day, really, but particularly at the start of the year uh, in our own lives. And then as a church, um, I spend time, discuss with Rachel, okay, what, what do we feel like God has as a theme for elevation uh, for this year? And I, I want to read it again because I want to remind us of that, but also maybe you spent some time at the start of the year or however you did it at the start of the year to refresh yourself in what God had for you. And, you know, especially around this time of year, it gets a bit cold, it's a bit wet, there's possibly snow on Bluff Knoll uh, tonight, apparently, if you're keen to head down and get up there, get up there pretty quick. But the cold fronts come through, and maybe some of the freshness of the new year has worn off. And maybe you've already given up on 2021, and you think, let's just grind through the next seven months and hope for something better again next year. But would we let God's Word just uh, reinvigorate us this morning? And so... The word that we shared was from uh, the book of Romans, chapter 5, verse 2. Uh, it'll be on the screen behind me in a second. Um, it says this, and that's not all. We throw open our doors to God and discover at the same moment that He has already thrown open His door to us. That, that's not the word, but I'll just stop there for a second because maybe I felt like there's some people here and this morning you're like, you've already got this sense, this, this feeling that it was like God was expecting you to be here. He does know all, he does know the end from the beginning, so he did know that you were going to be here. But there's, there's something about when we come and approach God and then we realize, hang on, he's already been after us. Some of us maybe for many years, some of us only a short time, but he's been chasing after our lives. Anyway, the verse continues, we find ourselves standing where we always hoped we might stand, out in the wide open spaces of God's grace and glory, standing tall and shouting our praise. Our, our phrasal word for the year as a church was this, uh, these three words of wide open spaces. 
So taken from that scripture. And so I know it sounds a little bit artistic, not very practical, which is different for me because I'm normally a pretty practical type of person. But, but when we hear this phrase of wide open spaces, it speaks of salvation, it speaks of freedom, it speaks of future, it speaks of being brought out of the restrictions that can come around our lives externally, but also internally, the things that we put on ourselves. It encourages, to, encourages us sorry, to let go of the things of the past to walk into something new, that the wide open space is where the supernatural occurs, it's where dream and vision is planted in people's hearts. And I believe that so strongly over the course of uh, this season that there's going to be many people here, no matter your age or stage of life, where God dreams are planted in your heart, dreams that glorify God that bring good to the world around you, dreams that you may not see the fruit of immediately right now, but there's something powerful about dreaming a God dream that He has for our lives. And so wide open spaces, it speaks of something so much larger than ourselves. And as we come into this season of legacy, we wanna look beyond just ourselves, and we want to view the world with this legacy mindset. Legacy mindset, you know, Whatever we do in life, it, it leaves a legacy behind. Whether we're intentional about it, we're gonna speak a little bit about that today, or whether it just sort of happens, there's this, we, we always leave something behind. Uh, a, a few years ago, we were renovating a bathroom in our house, it was the 1970s, and so when I say we were renovating, I mean we ripped it out and we got someone in to do all the, all the, all the real work, right? But uh, we had one of those baths where it was, the, uh, it was a ceramic bath, and then it was uh, bricked around the sides. And um, as we smashed through that with the sledgehammer, which is very satisfying, by the way, and pulled that out, we found that there was a magazine in there. It was, uh, someone had left a little bit of a legacy in our home. And as we opened it up, it was, because the house was built in 1970, it was um, a 1970 Playboy magazine right there <laughs> in the bath. Now, as you can imagine, I didn't read it, I passed it to Rachel and she said it was very tame, okay? So, but she only looks at them for the articles, so don't worry, don't worry, that's a joke, it's a joke. Apparently, it was very tame, but there was a legacy, that was a joke, but I didn't, the part of me not reading it and her, yeah, that's right, that's right, I'll, I'll, I'll stop digging now. Anyway, there was this legacy, that was obviously by the builders, assuming, pilers, whoever, left, behind. And I, I love this scripture that uh, has been on Rachel's heart for, for many years. It's our, our theme for our Her Tribe uh, women's ministry. It's Psalm 145 verse 4. And it says, one generation shall praise your works to another and shall declare your mighty acts. Such a powerful scripture. It carries a great picture of what legacy is. One generation telling praising or commending who God is and what He has done to another generation. Now, this isn't just a, a verse to parents or grandparents. It speaks of looking out beyond ourselves and looking to others, leaving a mark on this world that lasts longer than our time on, on this planet, whether we have children or not. But notice that that Scripture speaks of tomorrow, but it also speaks of today. Because the praise of one generation telling the other happens in the now. 
Yes, it will affect generations, but there's actually an action. There's something that goes on right now. It's like the biblical understanding of the word hope. We use hope in the English language now like it's just wishful thinking or maybe just pie in the sky or imagine if that could happen. I hope this, you know, I hope this happens. I hope it doesn't rain all weekend. I hope you know, this goes on or that doesn't. But a biblical understanding of what hope is, it's a view of, a, of the future, yes, but it informs and it affects our attitudes, our posture, and our actions right here in real time, right now. It's not... It is about the future, but it impacts us today. Psalm 33, verse 20 to 22 says, We will wait in hope for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. In Him our hearts rejoice, for we trust in His holy name. May your unfailing love be with us, Lord, even as we put our hope in you. You see, there's waiting, but this scripture encourages us, encourages us to wait fueled by hope. Hope encourages us to trust God. As verse 22 shows us that we anchor our hope not to a philosophy or a way of thinking or whatever else is happening in the world, but in a person, and that is the Lord God Almighty. That's who we anchor our hope in. And the same way, if we're going to live with this type of legacy mindset, we need to understand that, yes, it is looking beyond where we are right now. That vision is a clear picture of a preferred future, but that picture must influence and inform us right here and right now. You know, you don't accidentally leave a legacy. There's intention behind it. Today, obviously, we celebrated with Marty and Carla and their whole family as they dedicated Hanalees to God. They are making a statement, an intentional one. They didn't accidentally make it up here on stage. They didn't like tap us after, at the end of the second song, oh, hey, do you reckon we could do that like dedication thing right now? Oh, yeah, sure, yeah, we can slot you in. Yeah, let's just, let's just sort of jump up there. You know, it, it, in fact, even there was planning and intention around it, so much so that it was actually originally scheduled for the Anzac Day long weekend, then we got locked down, so it didn't happen. So it had to be rescheduled, right? So there was intention there because they want to make a statement about the legacy of their family, and it just doesn't happen accidentally. There's something purposeful about it. And so over this season as a church, my heart is that we would allow God's word to come and challenge us to live each and every day with this filter of legacy, a vision of the future that informs our actions today. And so what I want to do for the rest of the time today is give you just a little bit of a, of a scaffold of how you can think and act when it comes to legacy. And um, I'm not smart enough for that. So this is from a uh, great Christian author and scholar called Dallas Willard. He applies it right across our whole spiritual journey in becoming more and more like Jesus. But it's really just a very uh, simple acronym uh, called VIM. So V-I-M, V-I-M. Um, it stands for, uh, the V stands for vision, the I stands for intention, and then the M stands for method. Remember, as I said before, we can uh, define vision as a clear picture of a preferred future. And if we're going to live each and every day with a legacy mindset, it all starts with a clear picture of where we're going. I don't know about you, but uh, if I'm following Google Maps, I like to generally... Well, I don't like to follow them to begin with. That's the, that's the first point. Second point is I like to generally know 
where I'm going. Do, do you know what I mean? Like just at least at like a general, like if it's just turn right in 500 meters, turn left here, uh, take the third exit. Okay, so it's third right or is it third back around or, you know, this is a big round about what's going on. There's something about wanting to know generally the clear picture at the end. The Bible says it like this in Proverbs 29 verse 18. It says, where there is no prophetic vision, the people cast off restraint, but blessed is he who keeps the law. You see, the word prophecy speaks of future. And in context, it's speaking of the future that God has for his people. If there's no picture, if there's no ability to see the road ahead, the Bible says that people cast off restraint. That, is, that means that they do whatever feels good or right in the moment. The discipline goes out the window and we just wander around in, um, you know, in circles. There's no direction forward. You know? And if we're honest, we've all done this before. Maybe you're working on losing weight and eating healthy, but then something put you off. You got discouraged. You couldn't see the way forward. And so emotional eating just started happening. We, we've, all, we've all been there before. Um, when we cast off restraint, then there's no vision, there's no picture of what that future could be. Or, or maybe for you, you got disillusioned with a, a relationship or a friendship. You couldn't see a way forward and so you sent that reactive, reactive text message or you, know, you made that um, post online that you know, it wasn't directly about them, but there was enough little innuendo so that they knew who you, were, who you were talking about. I'm sure no one here has ever done those. We've just seen other people doing them. You know, you know, you know what I'm talking about? But if there is no vision, we cast off restraint and discipline and just do whatever we feel is right in the moment. But if that's the case, then the opposite must be true as well, that when there is a prophetic vision, when there is a clear picture of God's future, we put on restraint. We make daily decisions that take us towards our dream, towards the destiny that God has for our lives. It has to start with a vision. It has to start with a picture. But for so many of us, it ends there. You see, Dallas Willard says that the next step you have to have is you have to have an intention. That is a plan of what you're going to do about this dream and this picture that God has placed in front of you. Isaiah 32 verse 8 says this, But generous people plan to do what is generous, and they stand firm in their generosity. You know, you could have a vision for becoming you know, a generous person. You could have a vision to become a great father a kingdom-minded business person, a, a person of influence and care with your work colleagues, what, what, whatever it is. But the next question you have to ask yourself is how? How is this going to come about? What am I going to put in place to see this reality, to see this vision, sorry, become a reality? And we've, we've all fallen down in this step before. Sometimes it's because the vision or the future just looks so far away, and so we can't really comprehend that we could, um, you know, how could we, you know, take steps to get there because it's like so far in the future, but I'm not sure, you know, what to do right now. So often we look for the big gains, but we forget the power of the repeatable small decisions that work like compounding interest day upon day, week upon week, 
year upon year. We've all seen the power of compounding interest, whether that's negative or whether that's positive. But there's, there's something about continuing to make the right decision, make the right decision, make the right decision. I, I know we're talking about, not really talking about losing weight all the time, but when it comes to like a workout schedule that you might have, what, what's the most important workout that you ever do? Is it the first because you've started? Is it the last because you've hit your goal and finished? There's, there's no real answer to the question because they're all important. We've all done the, you know, go to the gym and then don't do anything for three days besides complain about like how sore your legs or whatever arms are. That's great for one thing, but it doesn't. There's something about that compounding power of repeatable, repeatable, repeatable again. And so a legacy mindset not only has a clear picture of this future that we're heading towards, but it also decides on an intention and some steps to get there. So V was for vision, I was for intention, and then M is for the method. This step is actually about doing the stuff you need to do. How annoying. You can't just dream it and plan it and you actually have to do it. Do you find that annoying? I find that annoying. Like surely I can just do like a bit of a plan up and then it'll just happen. No, I actually have to execute it's turning up each day and reminding yourself of why you're doing what you're doing, what the vision is that God spoke to you about. Maybe your word and vision is becoming a person that seeks God more in prayer. There must be an intention. Okay, I'm going I'm to get up. Uh, ten, I'm going to start. For the first three months, I'm going to get up 10 minutes earlier each morning and spend some time in prayer. Then after three months, I'm going to up it to, to 20 minutes. I'm going to charge my phone at the other end of the house so that my automatic hand response is not to pick up and check what's happened in the last eight hours when everyone was sleeping anyway. No, no. I'm going to put it at the other end because I'm making an intention. I'm getting a plan. And then I'm actually doing it to see that become a reality, see that vision become a reality. You see, those that live with a legacy mindset, they have a clear picture, they create an intentional plan, and then we execute that plan. That's, that's, what, we, that's what we do. That's how we make this change. It's how we live with a legacy mindset to go, you know what, I'm going to live with intention. I'm going to live with purpose. I'm not just going to go through the grind of each day or each week or each month, but no, I've decided I'm going to do something differently. And so can I ask you this morning, where are you on that journey? Is your picture clear? Is your picture clear? Do you have a vision of the future? You might be like, well, sort of, not sure. Maybe there needs to be some clarifying around that. And who knows that I find that it changes a little bit on the way. What God is after is that we would seek Him, we would hear His voice, and then that whole you know, understanding that it's easier to just you know, redirect a moving rock than it is one that just sits right there and does nothing. But, but do you have a vision? Is your picture clear? Are there some clear steps that you have? Okay, I've got this dream for this. Well, then where, where can you start? Because when it comes to legacy, if we're wanting to leave something in our family, in our workplaces, just in our world in general, uh, do you have steps that you're taking towards that vision? And then are you actually doing them? Or are you amazing at a strategic plan? You've got your Excel spreadsheet, you've got flow, sheet, flow charts working out, you've got it all you know, amped up, ready to go, but you've got to actually do something 
as well. And so when it comes to legacy, as I mentioned earlier, for us as a church, we talk about legacy every year because we want to keep bringing ourselves back around this reality that we are only part of the picture, that there's generations, many that have gone before us, and there'll be many generations that come after us, but we get to play a part. We get to, we get to play a part in this big picture, this big story of who God is. Um, but also this series of legacy uh, is a time when we speak about some specific vision projects that we have as a church moving forward. And so if this is your first time in church uh, for a while or ever, I'm going to confirm every bad thought you've had where you're like, oh, I'll bet you at church they're going to talk about money because that's exactly what I'm going to talk about. I'm going to talk about money right now. So just go with me, but we're going to do it very transparent, uh, non-pressure way. But uh, I want to let you know that when it comes to these vision projects over this season, we talk about giving financially to see these projects become a reality because we believe that they'll contribute to making a mark on people's lives. So when it comes to giving at Elevation, if you've been here a few times, you would hear us speak about our regular giving, our tithes and offerings. Uh, a tithe is simply a biblical word that just means 10%. And so we believe that God has called us to give 10% of our income back to Him through the local church. We don't pressure you to do that. We just speak about it as a biblical principle and encourage it because it does so much for our own lives personally. Rachel and I can testify to that as people that have tithed for many years there's something powerful about it and so I don't have time to talk about all those now but just trust me, it does. So however, uh, what we do is um, as a church, we use that money to what what to run, sorry, what we call our operational budget. And, and we do that, I'll just speak a little bit of detail so I don't tune out for a second, but we split our budget into four big key areas. We spend 30% on ministry, that's doing the stuff, that's youth on Friday night, that's resources for Elevation Kids, that's her tribe, that's whatever we do in ministry, we spend 30% of our income on that. We spend 30% on, wage, on, on wages, uh, which currently we're about to uh, add a one day a week um, admin staff member, which is awesome, uh, really exciting, but currently that's uh, my way at three days a week, um, and so we spend 30% of our budget on that. We spend 30% on facilities, which is the mortgage payment and the upkeep on this fund, things like when the you know, water, um, water pipes leaked the other week, that's what we spend the 30% on. And then we have 10% as buffer or giving away. So this week we'll be, um, as a church, sowing into the fund for uh, Pastor uh, Regan Frank, who tragically passed away uh, last week from Miracle Point. And so as a church, because we've budgeted that way, we have buffer and giving that we'll be able to sow into that to support his family during this tragic time. But when we talk about legacy, we talk about giving that goes above and beyond our regular tithes, and this goes towards specific uh, vision projects that we believe will take us forward as a church. They'll take us towards seeing more and more of Mandra and beyond, discover a life-giving relationship with Jesus. And so last year, because of COVID, we ran Legacy just from August uh, through to the end of December. So um, I can report about that, which is exciting. So during that time, I think we've got that slide coming up, girls. We had a total of uh, $18,950 that was given to Legacy. We can celebrate that. Um, that was awesome because the goal was six and a half. So we definitely uh, got, got through that, which was amazing. And so... 
Because of that and the projects we were uh, able to do, um, it allowed us to expand our foyer area. So we turned uh, a, a kid's small room into extra foyer space. Everyone says amen, especially on today. And we were able to expand our kids ministry in our back section of the building, uh, which is awesome. Um, the other thing, I think there's a slide that says all this as well, if we can head to the next one, so I remember. Uh, yeah, so kids, um, kids space enlarged. Now also we have a patio, our fresco area going in. It says on the they're due in eight weeks, but it's been faster, so it actually starts to go up this week, uh, tomorrow, weather, fingers crossed for weather, uh, which is awesome. So, um, yeah, Daniel and I and a couple of other helpers moved, moved the fence over the last few days so that we could have space for the patio. The people who put the fence in really wanted to leave a big legacy of lots of concrete under the posts. We thank whoever did that because there was lots of digging to get them out, but that's exciting. So because of your giving... Because of your generosity, uh, we've been able to do those projects over the last 12 months. So I think that we should give ourselves a huge round of applause for the goodness of God, the generosity of people's lives. We're grateful for your generosity and we're great through, grateful sorry, of your trust in us as pastors. And so uh, maybe if Mel just comes and joins me quickly as I wrap up, our future for Legacy over these next 12 months uh, we want to do five things. They'll be on the screen as well. Uh, the first one is that we want to expand our auditorium space, which is exciting, really good. Um, I'm so excited that the first week I got to speak about this that we were absolutely jammed full because that always just makes us feel so much better. So we, you look around, we need more space. And so what our plan is, is that wall there, we're going to knock that out um, so that we're going to lose an office because, you know, offices are so 1990s now, it's 2021. So we've moved on from that. So we're going to lose the office. We're going to uh, move the parents' room to the back corner. We're going to um, extend the stage so that it centres on the building. Praise the Lord for a symmetrical um, auditorium. So that's, that's our first plan because we need more space. We need more space because more people need to find Christ. We need more space because space and seats actually speak to us. There's something innate in human beings. We look around, we think, oh, sweet, job done. Like a few spare seats over there, a few. But there's something about space that helps to compel us. No, no, no. More people need to find Christ. They need to find Jesus. So, so it's going to be a big bulk of it. Um, we're going to support a church plant. So our denomination is planting a brand new church in Perth, in Vic Park. It's called Crossroads Church, and it's in progress at the moment, but official launch is coming soon. And so as a church, we believe in our future, that there will be future churches planted and future locations planted out of this place. But we're not there yet. But what we can do is we can support someone else who's doing that. So we're going to put funds towards that. Uh, Elevation Pantry um, is an initiative where we can get food to people who are struggling. We did this through COVID and we feel like our niche for this is that it's simple, it's quick, it's easy and you don't need to show us your Centrelink card. You don't need to um, you know, give a financial report of what you're struggling with. You just need to turn up, say, I'm in need right now. And we'll give you some food at a point of need because we believe that God's called us to influence our community. Ours will probably, there's a lot of great services in Mandra that support people ongoing and long-term. Ours will be more that emergency relief. You need it right now, here it is for you right now. No more questions asked. 
Don't have to, you know, photocopy a bank statement or anything like that. I know some places need to do that because of how they run, but for us, we feel like that's our niche. So we'll be putting funds towards that. Uh, we'll be investing into our young people because we believe that Mandra young people need to see a bigger future. They need to see a greater hope. They need to come into a, a life-giving environment where they find purpose, where they find destiny. And so through our youth ministry on a Friday night, we'll be sowing some funds into some equipment there, into some events there to lift that level, to give us a bigger picture, give us a bigger dream for, uh, for young people. And also on there it says, um, so seed for playground. I know that sounds very spiritual. It's not like a pop-up you know, grow up playground. But what it is, is we, uh, we believe that God wants us to have a playground uh, out the front there on our grassed area. Uh, we, we believe this place is a hub for community, not just on a Sunday, uh, but during the week. And so we want to create a place of connection. And so we're going to apply for some uh, grants to get a playground. But it always, you know, goes better for you when you're like, we have this amount to put in. Council, Lotteries West, Alcoa, whoever, would you partner with us to make an impact in the community? And so for us as a church there, over these next 12 months, there are five legacy projects. And so the financial goal to make this happen, which is on the next screen, uh, as we budget it out, we believe that uh, our stretch faith goal is to see $30,000 given above and beyond our regular giving to see those things happen. And so taking this vision, intention, method sort of scaffold, there's our vision in terms of legacy and what we want to do. What's our intention? Well, in the back of the seat in front of you, you'll see a, um, a legacy card that looks something like this. What we'd love you to do is over the next couple of weeks or so, would you take one of these cards which just has the details on there where you can fill out how to give and how much you want to give. But the first step we'd love to ask you is to pray. Would you pray and ask God about how I can be a part of that? It's a great journey of going, okay, God, how, how can I sow? How can I play a part? How can I contribute? And then what we do, our method is that over the, uh, over the next few weeks, we'll have a final uh, Legacy Sunday in a few weeks' time. But over the course of the next few weeks, we bring these cards back and we just pop them in the red spots. There's one at the back of the foyer there and one, uh, sorry, in the foyer, back of the auditorium. And we say, you know what, I'm going to contribute this much to Legacy. For you, this is how Rachel and I do it. It might be in a, a set amount over and above each week. We sit down and decide, okay, what's God calling us to? Then for the next 12 months, we're going we're gonna to give that. For you, it might be, you might have a, a, you know, a one-time offering that you're like, you know what? I believe God's calling me to sow this as a seed. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do that. But our, our step for you is we'd love you to pray, to seek God and to ask Him, okay, how can I be a part? If you're a married couple here, please speak to each other about this <laughs> and get agreement on, on how you want to give. Uh, agreement is the powerful place to find the lowest common denominator. doesn't matter if someone's up here and someone's down there, find the place of agreement because that's where there's power in God. So over these next weeks, I'd love you to be prayerfully considering how you can be a part. Uh, no pressure to, but we just have a great vision that we believe is God-inspired. We believe will impact the community 
and we want to encourage you to be a part of it financially. We believe that there is a big, bright future for this church because God's called us to reach Mandra. We need more auditorium space, not for business class seating, but because there's many in our community that need Christ. We need a playground to continue to create a place of connection and a hub for community. We need the structure and uh, elevation pantry established so we can provide for those at their point of need in our way, just playing a small part in the big picture of support services across our city. And the youth of Mandarin need to see an alternative way to live. They need to see a life-giving place on a Friday night. They need to dream big and tap in to that God potential that lives on each and every one of them. So as I said, I'd love to invite you to pray and seek God for how you can be a part. We'll be speaking about this over the next few weeks. But as you feel led by the Holy Spirit, if you fill in one of these, complete the details or the giving, bring them back in. And then in a few weeks, we're gonna celebrate uh, all together in terms of legacy, which is exciting. But right now, I'd love you to uh, bow your heads in prayer.